A reading from the Gospel according to John 13.1-17.31b35 Now before the festival of the Passover, Jesus knew that his hour had come to depart from this world and go to the Father. Having loved his own who were in the world, he loved them to the end. The devil had already put it into the heart of Judas, son of Simon Iscariot, to betray him. And during supper, Jesus, knowing that the Father had given all the things into his hands, and that he had come from God and was going to God, got up from the table, took off his outer robe, and tied a towel around himself. Then he poured water into a basin and began to wash the disciples' feet and to wipe them with the towel that was tied around him. He came to Simon Peter, who said to him, Lord, are you going to wash my feet? Jesus answered, You do not know now what I am doing, but later you will understand. Peter said to him, You will never wash my feet. Jesus answered, Unless I wash you, you have no share with me. Simon Peter said to him, Lord, not my feet only, but also my hands and my head. Jesus said to him, One who has bathed does not need to wash, except for the feet, but is entirely clean. But And you are clean, though not all of you. For you knew who was to betray him. For this reason, he said, Not all of you are clean. After he had washed their feet, had put on his robe, and had returned to the table, he said to them, Do you know what I have done to you? You call me teacher and Lord, and you are right, for that is what I am. So if I, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, you also ought to wash one another's feet. For I have set you an example that you also should do as I have done to you. Very truly I tell you, servants are not greater than their master, nor are messengers greater than the one who sent them. If you know these things, you are blessed if you do them. Now the Son of Man has been glorified, and God has been glorified in him. If God had been glorified in him, God will also glorify him in himself and will glorify him at once. Little children, I am with you only a little longer. You will look for me, and as I said to the Jews, so now I say to you, where I am going, you cannot come. I give you a new commandment, that you love one another, just as I have loved you. You also should love one another. By this, everyone will know that you are my disciples, if you have loved one another. Here ends the reading. Holy Week is one of the solemn weeks in the Christian church and most of us are accustomed to going to church during this Holy Week. It's a tradition most of us do not want to miss and we wanted to follow the rituals that take place during this Holy Week. And given the situation now, for most of us it is hard because we have to observe the Holy Week and celebrate Easter remotely. But that doesn't mean that we have to miss the essence 
the true message of today uh, on this Monday Thursday. Holy means set aside. During this Holy Week, we are called to set aside, which means to give more time in prayer and dwell more in the scripture. The readings in the Holy Week invites each one of us to trust in the power of the scripture and stay put in the narrative. Sometimes when we meditate on Monday Thursday, we try to look into many other resources, but the fact is that we have to stay in the narrative because the tension, the drama, and the resolution, the whole purpose is in the text. So it is a challenge or a call for each one of us to unfold our mystery as we begin uh, to learn from this narrative. There are three key themes in this narrative which stand out and firstly it is the hour. In John's Gospel chapter 13 the first verse says Jesus knew his hour is coming. When we say when we read that Jesus knew that his hour is coming it means that his public ministry is coming to an end and he's going to focus more with his inner circle with his disciples or spend more time privately preparing and teaching his disciples about this hour. In synoptic gospels if you say Mark if you take Mark Luke and Matthew the hour begins with the Passover feast but in John's account the hour begins even before the festival of Passover. John makes us makes it very simple he he's trying to tell us in any ordinary time this can take place in any routine you don't really have to set aside but even in your routine time there is something that is going to happen and Jesus shows up with his disciples on a routine day in an ordinary time I was just reflecting on the crisis what we are going through in this pandemic many of us are really frustrated because we are not able to worship in the church but I remember in India a couple of times where we had power cuts. We just with the candlelight, we had to have the whole service on Monday, Thursday, and we were just contextualizing in those days, in Jesus' times, in the upper room, Jesus was with the disciples just with the candlelight. And we've been accustomed going to church on Monday, Thursday for the ritual, but now in the house, in the upper room, Jesus is sitting with the disciples. Today, as we are worshiping in our houses, it's just an ordinary time as you see in John's account. Some of us may be having meals, some of us still meddling with the devices or running some chores. But still, we are all together in this hour with Jesus. 
Jesus is going to teach us, prepare us and show us what exactly he means by this hour. We may be sitting here with a lot of things running in our mind, with the anxiety or fear and certainty, the burdens we have. But we are not alone here. Jesus is showing up with his disciples and today he is in our homes with us. But our hope is in our prayers, in our songs, and through the sermon, something extraordinary can still happen in this ordinary time. The second key theme explores Jesus' strategy and mission, which is symbolized in feet washing. He is preparing his disciples for his hour, what it looks like, the glory of kingdom of God. Feet washing is not easy because Jesus here is setting an example by self-emptying himself and not promoting himself. Feet washing is an act of humble service and submission and it's a model for the church as a mission to the world. Feet washing is common in many cultures, especially in ancient cultures, because when you walk into the house, there's a lot of dirt to your feet, grim, and things that are stuck, and it is essentially important that you wash your feet and enter into the house. But it is rare that others wash your feet, but here Jesus is washing the feet of his disciples. Unless I wash you, you, you have no share with me is what Jesus is saying for those who are refusing to get washed. The hands of Jesus, it is interesting when we read the scripture, John 13, it says, God had put all things into the hands of Jesus. Everything he has put because he had come from God and is going back to God. Yet, the hands which, has, which perform miracles, which perform the signs, is now choosing to wash the feet of the disciples. Jesus is saying, just do this, just do this. Feet washing is more than an act of humble deference. It is not just out of respect or just maybe you can simplify with humility but rather it is not something you connect it to moral platitude where you just do everything on terms of give and take or what others do unto you you do unto them the same so it doesn't operate or function in that level regardless of what people do to you you are called to serve them and to love them. The message is like how powerful is incarnation. Even the feet washing, it has a strong message for us. Just it is about the love that you show to the world. The third theme is worthy of an exploration because this is about Peter's response to Jesus offering to wash him or 
Peter's stuttering objection or Peter saying, hey, Jesus, don't wash me. Really, are going to, you're going to wash me? This could never happen. This excitement of Peter is coming off from the triumphant entry Jesus made into Jerusalem. Peter had seen the excitement, uh, how the crowd got electric, the exuberance, the praises. So he's just connecting to God, to connecting Jesus to all that praises and all that greatness and the glory. So when Jesus is offering to wash him, he's saying, no, no, never. But here, the problem for Peter is he had been with Jesus for three years and he had seen Jesus doing many things, as I said, even raising Lazarus. So there is nothing impossible in his hands. And this man choosing to wash, Peter is still so associating or connecting and thinking this is not a servant model but it is a kingly model because he had seen Jesus as he is the one who predicted that he's a messiah and he's the son of God and now he sees here Jesus offering to wash he's okay but still he doesn't think in that level he's still thinking Jesus as as what he is assuming or thinking Jesus, the Peter's response here is according to his vision and according to his agenda about Jesus. Peter has been taught. He has uh, traveled with Jesus in his ministry. He went through so many trials and tests. But Peter sees Jesus according to his perspective. When the hour of Jesus comes, as we've seen like the triumphant entry, even Peter's level will be elevated. Even he will be shot to that glory or to that position. He sees it as a privilege of being so faithful following Jesus all these years. But serving others can never be taken as a privilege. Today on this Monday Thursday, as we are worshiping in the houses, there are many ways to do communion, but it is a call for us not just to fast public worship, even to fast Eucharist. Because Eucharist is where you get the privilege of consecrating the elements and you get the privilege of receiving them. We have to be in solidarity with people, those at these times can't receive communion and those who do not even have access to online services. So we have to be in solidarity with such people. And Jesus is giving that model of servitude, of mission and love and Peter, don't, he doesn't get it because he is just connecting Jesus to glory and to fame and just to get into a better privilege and better position. So Jesus is telling, do this, do this. Love others as I love you, because by seeing you, that others will know that you are my disciples. 
If you are not following this, it is like we are ignoring the revelation that is happening, which is trying to shine in the darkness of this hour. Maundy Thursday, the meaning of Maundy is commandment. Jesus is giving us a commandment to do this. Love one another. The commandment on this day is to do and it is up to us. It's a choice if you really wanted to follow Jesus or stay put in this hour like Peter just caught up in his own visions and understanding of Jesus or willing to follow Jesus as is offering a model of sacrifice of service and love. May God bless these words, Father, Son and the Holy Spirit.